Hi, this is The Rocker Recovery, and this is Angie Meadows. And I'm Bobby Snyder. We're talking about our fourth book today, Rocker Recovery, Spirit and Soul Disconnect. We're on the second lesson, Understanding the Soul. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. That's John 10, 28. So the first lesson was understanding the spirit, and this lesson is understanding the soul. So we are in three parts, Bobby. We're in the uh, spirit, the soul, and the body. Mind, so, body, spirit. There you go. So the introduction. Understanding or understand the birth of your spirit is permanent. No one can snatch you out of the hand of Jesus. So it's a one-time deal, huh? John 10, 28 to 29 says, When you come to Christ, you are born again and adopted into the family of God. Your spirit is immediately redeemed, but is an intentional cooperation to grow your soul in maturity by the power of the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26. Now let me talk about that. Yeah, go so, ahead. So when I'm saved, <laughs> when I'm saved, I'm saved. Nobody's going to snatch me out of God's hand. I'm I'm secure, I'm safe, but my little soulish guy, my little fleshly fella can just rule and ruin my life. I've got to literally take... So there's a part that is God's part, which is to redeem my spirit, and then I have to cooperate with him to regenerate my soul. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay, keep going. Oh, it's like... God will do the impossible kind of deal, mm-hmm. but we have to do the possible. That's right. Like he wants, I hear all, there's all, so many little analogies, like God won't steer a parked car. Uh, I've got to make my car move a little bit so he can direct me. So, so it's like when they crossed over from Egypt out of bondage, out of slavery. God did that. God, God, nobody could have parted that Red Sea. God did that. But if I stay stuck in my soulish realm, in my flesh, I'm literally going to circle that wilderness for 40 years until my carcass dies and lays right there in that desert, and I never be able to receive the promises of life. So if I want to receive the promises of God, I've got to get into my spirit man. I've got to believe. i got to cross over the River Jordan and go kill the giant, uh, Goliath, and go redeem what God has given to me in that land of milk and honey and know that I can live live by his spirit okay let's go <laughs> let's go oh, so just, there we go <laughs> just stubbed my toe <laughs> that's my soulish guy <laughs> all right <laughs> the regeneration of your soul is process and is active and progressive if we do not cooperate with the holy spirit we'll be stuck in this soulish or fleshy realm and never feel whole or complete we will live in the realm of exaggerated negative emotions. Wow, I'm going to read that again. We will live in the realm of exaggerated negative emotions. But when we live by the Spirit, we will have dominion over our thought life, emotions, and finally our own bodies. We will be taking dominion over our own lives. So the, the word there, the key word is dominion. I want to take dominion over my life. Okay, let's do the lesson. We are made in three parts. The spirit is justified when we are first born again, but the soul must be regenerated and the body sanctified through Christ. Then we can glorify God the Father with our own good works. Matthew 5, 16. Okay, so I want to talk about the spirit, which is justification. Uh, Once I'm justified, I'm justified. Nobody can take that from me, but the soul has to be regenerated. And then through this process of regeneration, now my body's sanctified. Now I'm 
uh, governed by my spirit man, and I can tell my body what to do. Isn't that, what, isn't that powerful? But if I'm living out of the soulish man, I got no self-control. I got no way to tell myself what to do. My flesh rules and reigns. But if my spirit reigns, now I'm underneath the umbrella of authority. So when my spirit man is reigning, I am justified. Romans 5, 18 through 19. You want to read that? Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as thorough the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man's, the many will be made righteous. Right. So Jesus Christ justified me. He made me righteous. There's nothing I can do to earn that. But I've got to cooperate to regenerate my soul in Titus 3, 5 through 7. But he saved us, not by righteous things we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal, which is the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Right on. Second mm -hmm. Thessalonians 2.13. Now, this is about the body, how we're going to govern the body through this work of regeneration. It says, But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. So I want to be sanctified. And to be sanctified means that I'm set apart, I'm made holy for God's work. So the soul is the seat of the emotions, Bobby. So that's where they sit. That's where they sit, right? My little flesh man. <laughs> so I have to learn that I have, I have to learn that I have um, emotions that are carnal, and I can have emotions that are spiritual, where I can feel things in the spirit, and I can feel that someone is depressed, or that someone is suicidal, or that someone uh, has... Uh, bitterness. I can feel that, and that is something that I can help them with when I can use my emotions uh, sanctified through that spirit man. Okay, so let's read this section. This emotional selfish realm must be under the domain of the Holy Spirit and be ruled by character and the fruit of the Spirit. If it is ruled by fickle emotions, we will be tossed to and fro like a little ship on a turbulent sea. We will be characterized by double-mindedness, James 4, 8. Just like our being is in three parts of our soul, or just like our being is in three parts, our soul is in three parts, and it must be intentionally regenerated. Now, let's look at the three parts to our soul. Now, did you look at that? I want you to look at something on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to describe it to him. Okay, so we've got the spirit, the soul, and the body, but the soul itself has three parts, which is the mind, the will, and the emotion. So the mind, let's read Romans 12, 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, so I have my mind. I'm going to, what the word says for me to do is to renew my mind. Don't think my thoughts, you know, look at them, turn them around. Okay, Lord, can't do nothing with that. Okay, Lord, that one hurts. Okay, that one must be yours because I can't do nothing with it. Okay. That's I'm actually one of the first scriptural exercises in the program at the recovery center. Okay, is to tra is transform your mind. 
Let's change your thinking. So I've got to test everything that I'm thinking. Is this pure? Is this lovely? Is this good? Is this going to edify me, bring me up, or is this tearing me down? So once I've done that, now I've got to work with my will. Like what will I will and will not do? <laughs> that will word's tough. Will, will, will. <laughs> Hebrews 11, 8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Hmm. So see, Abraham didn't know what he was doing, but he, he, he just was following God. So a lot of times when you start following the Lord, there's an unknown land out there. There's an unknown place that he wants to lead you to. Abraham was like severely committed. Yes, yes. And so you just walk by faith. You're like, Lord, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm following you. And this is scary because sometimes it's, it's easier to stay with our troubled emotions because they're familiar. And to walk out of my self-pity and into my joy is unfamiliar. So I have to just follow. Okay, Lord, you said your joy is my strength. And I've looked at this self-pity for a year now, and it ain't going nowhere. So I'm just going to be joyful today. I'm going to lay this down. I'm going to, of course, cry over it and give it to you in the morning. But I'm going to lay it down, and I'm going to walk by joy today because that's what you asked me to do. And now... My, I, I'm going to do this intentionally at first, Bobby, and I won't feel it. But once I transform my mind, once I say, Lord, I will obey, I will walk in joy. You said to rejoice, rejoice, therefore, always. So I'm going to do that. I don't feel it, but I'm going to do it. So eventually, after practicing that over and over again, I will feel it. And I, my emotions will follow. So talking about the emotions, it's Psalm 119. Verse 143, trouble and distress have come upon me, but your commands are my delight. Well, look at that. So David was troubled and distressed. Would you look at that? <laughs> but he decided that he was going to delight in God's word. So I want you to discuss with your groups, if you're in a group, or with the Lord, if you're by yourself in your journal, how can I regenerate my mind? What thought is it that I need to take and lay before him? Application, Bobby. It is my responsibility to intentionally transform my mind. Here again, can't, God won't drive a parked car. Steer a parked car. A transformed mind has healthy thinking skills. The parable in Luke 5.37 demonstrates this principle. No one pours new wine into the old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and all the wineskins will be ruined. Old wineskins are dry, crack, and leak. New skins are moist and supple and can hold liquid to drink and be carried throughout the day. When we experience the presence of the Lord and feel renewed one day, then revert we and then revert to old habits a few days later, we have old thinking patterns or old wineskins. Without renewing our mind, we will not be able to hold the glory God bestowed upon us. The glory of God is heavy, and when it is placed upon a person with an unrenewed mind, the glory leaks out like a cracked old wineskin. This may cause a person to feel that their spiritual experience was fake and cause them to doubt that God even exists. The truth is, they must renew their mind to hold the glory of God. So a lot of times when you're in, in first coming to the Lord, the, the glory comes on you and you just feel so relieved. But the next day you go out and all that heaviness of the world just sits on you. And you're like, okay, that must have been fake last night because it didn't stay. But instead, <laughs> just keep renewing your mind, renewing your thinking, uh, taking all those thoughts captive, tearing them down to the to the those strongholds, and replacing them with good stuff. And we're going to have a lesson on strongholds and how.
how to tear those down. And so just as I'm consistently tearing down the old, rebuilding the new, tearing down bitterness uh, and, and rebuilding mercy, tearing down fear and building courage, I, I'm going to be able to transform my mind, transform my thinking, and now I'm going to be able to hold that glory of God. And when I've got the glory of God on me, it's going to go with me. It's going to be His presence, and it's going to go with me, and I'm going to carry it wherever I go. So we want to go for the principal body. Only a renewed mind can hold the weight of the glory of God. Wow. So I have, I have to renew my mind. If I don't renew my mind, I'm not going to be able to walk with the Lord. So spiritual maturity comes with maturing thinking skills. Today, practice your thinking skills, which produce peace. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, in 1 Corinthians 14.33. You want to read a little bit? Explore the thinking skills that do not align with peace. Ah, okay. Huh. If it's not aligning with peace, kick it out. <laughs> Renewing our mind is intentionally identifying old thinking patterns and exercising healthy thinking. This does not mean that we ignore negative emotions, but we process and then release them and do not let emotions run our lives into a ditch. We identify with strength, courage, and resilience, and not with depression, anxiety, or fear. This is work, so roll up your sleeves and let's get busy. Hmm. It is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Yes, it is. If it was easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> So the Lord is near, and I'm reading Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. That's my command, okay? So I, I don't feel like rejoicing, but your word says to do it, so I'm going to take my will, and I'm going to obey it, and I'm going to rejoice. And then it says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So I'm not going to feel the Lord nearness if I'm stuck in my flesh, but if I move towards the and start rejoicing. Now I'm going to feel his presence. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, give thanksgiving. Present your request to God. So anytime I feel anxiety, I need to be sitting with it and moving it by praying over that situation. There it is, Lord. There it is. I release it to you. There it is, Lord. I give that to you. And I'm going to be grateful for what you're teaching me, for what you're teaching them for uh, your presence in my life. Lord, I'm giving the, you this. And then verse 7 in Philippians 4 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. So I have not finished my work of moving from the flesh into the spirit until I have peace, Bobby. If I'm not walking in peace, I'm walking in the flesh. So finally, brothers, in verse 8, and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things and put it into practice and then let the peace of God rule and reign in you. So I have to take captive my thoughts. I have to tell myself what I will and will not allow myself to think. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be thinking noisy, exaggerated, negative emotions. It means I'm not going to stay there. I'm not going to let that dominate my day. I'm going to think about it for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, set my timer. When that timer goes off, I'm going to get up, take a deep breath, shake it off, and say, no, 
if it's not true, lovely, noteworthy, noble, praiseworthy, I'm not going to think on it. And when that starts coming again and again and again, and it's in a rut, it's in a pattern, I'm going to kick it out, kick it out, kick it out. And I want to replace it with something healthy. I want to replace it with something lovely, something good. It might be a song. It might be a healthy, happy thought about my upcoming um, party or uh, um, a visit with a grandchild or a vacation day that I'm going to take. It may be something... Uh, healthy, it may be a scripture that I replace that with, but I want to replace that negativity with good stuff. Sounds good. <laughs> so give us give us your uh, practice. How do you do that, Bobby? And no, <laughs> he's like, no, no, I, I have nothing. nothing. <laughs> okay, all right. I was so really off on a, on a little tangent because. I'm not just the co-host, I'm also producing. So I'm <laughs> trying to pay attention to others. So, so, so what it's okay. So what I have to do, what I have to do, sometimes I am so stuck in a negative realm that I gotta write something positive out on my hand. And I've got to maybe tie it around my neck on a three by five card, and I've gotta say it a hundred times to break that captive thought of just stupidity that just keeps coming back and coming back. Because if not, I'm in a painful, painful place all day long. And I can be stuck there for hours before I even recognize I'm there. And now that I've been practicing this, I can pretty much within minutes recognize that my peace is gone and that my breathing is shallow and that I've dropped into anxiety. And I can start pulling it up and releasing it because I keep a short account. So every night when I lay on my bed, I want to find that peace before I go to sleep. I want to go through my day and I want to say, oh, I need to go back and Okay, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. I want to be able to uh, to uh, to be able to release everything to Him that wasn't good, and to be able to bring in the good, the strength, the courage, the resilience, and the love of God. So, Lord, we just thank you that you care for us. We thank you that we can be assured of your love for me, that you can teach me to renew my mind and think your thoughts and to hold the glory of God. Align my thinking with your peace and help me to reject all unproductive thinking and give me courage and strength to match my days. And amen. Amen. And amen. And this is Angie Meadows. I'm Bobby Snyder. And this was The Rocker Recovery. And we thank you for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks.